The Love Gurus podcast is starting now. The Love Gurus are comics that bring comedic wisdom to the savages asking bizarre relationship questions on the internet. Your hosts are Suzanne Leah Shepard and Jake Vevra. I am the Love Gurus pet robot Cassandra. I love you. Oh, how do I love you so, Cassandra the Robot? You're the best goddamn thing modern science has ever created. We are not going to be taking uh, dating questions from the staff on Yahoo Answers because we are reviewing another documentary. Uh, This time we're doing McMillions. If you haven't seen it, it's on HBO. It is the story of how um, there, there was basically fraud involving the McDonald's Monopoly game that was popular in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, it's, it's something that for anyone born after, I would say, 1990, it's a very memorable part of your, of your life, of your oh, yeah. childhood, because it was, be, because first of all, we all eat McDonald's. Um, quit, quit being a, a poser if you say that you don't. And because we're, we're all we're familiar with the McDonald's lottery game. It was all this thing that it's, it, we all had this thought in the back of our head of what if I get the million dollar piece? Well, spoiler alert, none of us are ever going to get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, my, my dad was a, uh, was a gambling addict and, and, and trashy and in the Midwest as, <laughs> as, as was I, well, with the, with the, the last two things. And so, we played the fuck out of this game. I mean, I yeah. I almost got type two diabetes because of this game. But, but, I mean, but at least in this, in that aspect of gambling, you're at least getting a hamburger and some French fries. You know, it's not. Yeah. You know, it's not just the the gambling part of it. You're at least getting a meal out of it. That's so. true. You know, I never thought about it like that. In, in a way, it's a bit of a smoker's patch for people who are such hardcore gambling addicts that they literally can't afford food for their families. You yeah, know, exactly. You gamble and get food for your family. Now, is it food that will eventually kill them by, by their by their 50s because of, you know, weight related illnesses? Absolutely. Sure. But, yeah. you know, if just with you on your own doing only scratch tickets in the casino, they'd be dead long before that. They'd yeah, exactly. It's a. It's- it's certainly a risk reward model that that should be reviewed by a lot of people in the Midwest. I think you know it's yeah it's yeah. like yeah exactly. Are you going to live to be a million? No, but is the you know is it is it is it uh, qual- quality over quantity in this instance? <laughs> yeah, it's like like methadone for, for gamblers with families. I, yeah. I like that. I exactly. wouldn't have had any food at all if it wasn't for the McDonald's game. <laughs> You owe this guy a thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Every time they would come out with that game, it's like, fucking A, I'm going to get cheeseburgers and not have to wait in line at that goddamn church gonna, again with all the junkies and priests that are trying to stick their hands in my pants. Yeah, I'm going to have to stop going through the neighbor's trash with my raccoon brothers. Yes, absolutely. Oh, also, I forgot to introduce... We, we, we forgot to introduce our guests. Guest, Amy Liska, thank you for Hello. being on, on the show. Too, well, it's uh, Amy, it's Amy uh, and Amy's such a... a a favorite, such a frequent guest. I mean, she's not, I mean, she is technically a guest, but not really in my eyes. She's yeah, not really. Yeah, yeah. Especially for the, uh, she's the official uh, documentary reviewer as well. I feel she's like all of I'm, them, that, so. I'm that person where it's like you go to a party and it's like I'm just standing in the corner and they're like, what's, what's up with that girl? You know, I feel like <laughs> I'm that person. Like I'm just there and people are like, what's her name again? Like, what's up with that? Why is she like just standing there staring well i mean that's not the title we were going to give you that's kind of a long <laughs> title but sure if that if you want it that one be much more complimentary than weirdo wallflower <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to memorize it i'm gonna have to make up an acronym system because that was like seven deprecating sentences you said about yourself yeah it, it, it's gonna be something much more flattering like the the girl who cuts us off when we've had seven tequilas something much yeah more- uh-huh. <laughs> the best thing hero. <laughs> the best thing that i like about um doing the podcast with when you uh, Suzanne were actually coming over and people were actually coming over to our apartment and doing the podcast um, when I would answer the door and some comics might not know that Jake and I were together or that we were a thing and then I would just be kind of you know getting things set up and stuff like that and then I would leave and people were like wait are you guys together like <laughs> well, that, that was my fault I would um, I would explain it before they came over but I would only refer to you as my intern <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God, this yeah. man, he's breaking every rule there is with him. In, in, in a post-Me Too world, he's got his interns living in his bedroom? He was, he was actually, Yeah, he was actually one podcast episode away from getting you to just do his bookings for him. But then yeah. he went to the coronavirus, so he huh? couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> ask you. <laughs> 
She fucks with the wires and does the dishes? Is she just waiting for him back in the bedroom? No, you can't do that with interns. I'm calling a fucking hotline of some some kind. Yeah. She's taking the fuck out of this man. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, That sounds like what got Matt Lauer in trouble, so you better... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Dar Kelly, where does she sleep, sir? <laughs> Show me the cage where you keep your intern, you animal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we're very excited to have Amy back on the show, of course. Hello, um, so hello. yeah, so let's get back back to McMillions. So if you haven't seen this this documentary, it's on HBO. And I'm sure you have. Like who has, you, who's not watching? You TV have. Right yeah. How 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 have you let such a low hanging fruit of a documentary such as McMillions last until this point in the lockdown? I mean, I'm kind of disappointed yeah. in documentaries. And, I feel like they need to be shoving them out right now. Be like, listen, we have a two month period to bring out our documentary to get recognition right now. And I just feel like, you know, we weren't just, well, yeah, faster. And here's what I like about this documentary is because it is a subject that isn't too brainy, but it's still information you want to hear. You know, sometimes documentaries try to be a little bit too smart and a little too hoity toity of like, Oh, let's explain insider trading and how we know that it's all, you know, that the millionaires are always going to be on top and that as poor people are always going to buy it. We get that. Like I don't even half of the lawyers and FBI agents seemed like fucking buffoons in this one. I kind of like that. It's, I mean, this, this to me, exactly. I think this is a documentary made by the people performed by the people given to the people. I mean, it's pretty much, yeah, I think that's the thing I agreed with as well. You always kind of think that FBI agents are going to be these like very cool headed, very um, uh, poised, uh, you know, poised poker face kind of people. Not these FBI agents. No. I mean, it was basically no, I, like if you Im, if you inbred a mudskipper fish and then made him an FBI agent. <laughs> I think they were just as pissed off as like they grew up with the game. They're like, what? I had like 20 hamburgers yeah. one day just to win this game. You're telling me this in front? I'm going after them. Like, I felt like all the FBI like people were like 12-year-olds being like, this can't be right. I was yeah. scammed. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I read this article of that. So the, what, the, one, the squirreliest FBI. FBI agent, the guy Doug Matthews. He's uh, the one that he you was the just want to punch in the face. Dude, he was the <laughs> best character in that show. I fucking <laughs> love that guy. He was the one why I kept I wanted to see the next episode was because of the agent. And I noticed when he wasn't in a certain episode, I'm like, where's Doug go? Where it would Doug yeah, go? it would <laughs> still be an interesting <laughs> story. It would still be good. <laughs> where, where? But I, I need that guy to come back. I have opinion about this. He's like, uh, he doesn't he doesn't need to talk about uh uh the hooker's son right now. And it's like, oh that. no, I want I want, I want to hear opinion. Yeah, I want to hear Doug yeah. talk about some hookers. He's probably got fun stories. He's 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 got see, good hooker stories. See, this is something that I actually am still am still wrestling over within my mind. Is Doug that he Doug is definitely I agree with you. He's definitely a person that I was happy to watch in this documentary. But so many times throughout the documentary I asked myself, would I like to be stuck in a conversation at a party with Doug? And because no, I think the answer no, is no. No, like, you know, no. I, I, I felt like not I feel like as a girl, I felt the same way. I felt <laughs> the same way. And no, I feel like guys don't get that. But I felt like every single girl would be like, okay, um, there's two options. I either either end up marrying this guy or stepping away from this conversation because this he, is horrible. This yeah, is horrible. No, he, you want to get out. <laughs> he reminds me of like that fr- that friend that your boyfriend has that you like really into your boyfriend, but you just fucking hate that one friend. And you're it, like to the point where you're about to like break up with your boyfriend because you don't want to hang out with that friend. That's Doug. Doug yeah. is friend. Oh yeah, I've had a lot of those friends. De- Doug is definitely, <laughs> he's, he's several friends of mine. And I get why women don't like him because constantly the Dougs in my life have tapped me on the shoulder and been like, dude, I'm going to try to get laid. I'm going to ch- tell that chick that I am the FBI agent that shot Bin Laden. And I'm like, wait a minute, Doug. That wasn't even the FBI. What are you talking about? Is he a thing? Shh, doesn't know that. It's fine. We're going to just back me up on yeah. this. Man. Back me up on this, bro. Tell her I he shot this, Bin Laden. He has he this just, weird, um, like, aggression to where it's like, it's prompted just by him and not with cocaine. And that's why I don't trust him. Oh, no. Like, I think it was yeah. very much prompted with cocaine. No, uh, no, no, no. I think no, no way they don't drug test those FBI agents. No, no. but he knows how to cheat them. I think he's, he's <laughs> sort of like a, like a more happy-go-lucky, sort of like, like a Christian Bale in the movie where he's like the, the, the deranged FBI agent, the coked-up one. Have you guys seen that one? Uh, I'm only picturing him in American Psycho. 
Oh, no, no, no. There's, he's basically, he's like a really sort of like white trash guy who was a, ended up, you know, like joining the military and becoming an FBI no. agent. And oh. he's like, but he's like, he's like uh, getting mixed up with like drug dealers and shit. It's oh, actually wow. a really good movie. I, I oh. liked it. But he, he was like, I, he seems like a, like a more, like a less violent, more of like a happy-go-lucky party version of that. I think old oh, Doug was see. coked up during Suzanne, the documentary. Suzanne, why didn't you trust him? What was the weird feeling that came over you? Because I felt, not, not trust, but there was just like this, like, I would be exhausted talking to this guy. Yeah, I think it's, and it's also one of those conversations where it's not a give and take conversation. He just wants to hear himself talk for 45 yeah. minutes, nor would there be a convenient break in the conversation to be like, I need to go get another drink or I need to go to the bathroom or something. It would just be a hard, I, you just turn your back on him as he's talking because you cannot listen to him anymore. And it's also like, the stories are interesting, but it's not like Russian mafia back in the 90s interesting. Does that make sense? Like, it's like, oh, hmm. You know, if I had nothing else to do, but if I could also go home, I would rather do that. That's yeah, this I, is definitely the agent who it's just like, all right, dude, he is going to party too hard and get in trouble. Let's put him only on cheeseburger-related assignments, you know? <laughs> that's well, this that's guy. That's what they were saying is that's how the documentary started was because he was on a very boring assignment, apparently, and sees this sticky note, which that was another question I have is, is that the FBI's filing system sticky notes? Because I'm worried. Uh, I, I oh, mean, back in the 90s. That was high tech back in the 90s. <laughs> it's a note that sticks itself. You don't have to use scotch tape or glue or nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what a, that's straight from Star Trek. Uh, Here's the thing is only the FBI had sticky notes back then. <laughs> Uh, that didn't reach the general public till about 98, 99. <laughs> Ahead of its yeah. time. That's top secret information. <laughs> Excellent point. Whoa. Yeah. Um, it's so like yeah. a 90s drone, you know? Exactly. No, so- I, I love that moment when, when uh, you know, Agent Doug or what, whatever goes into, like, it wasn't even office. It was like an open cubicle and sees a sticky note on the computer and was like, hey, what's that about? Uh, it could be the biggest case in the United States right now. And he's like, yeah, it just seems I that was the the story was so like, yeah, that's just how it happens. I feel your like honor. The sticky case. note clearly says, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it seems as though there's more to the story, but maybe they can't tell for some reason. But that that part where they were just like, yeah, that's how it happened. It's like, it, it, mm. yeah, it really did make it. It gave it the feel that Doug just sort of Forrest Gumped his way into a <laughs> a, a, a massive, you know, nationwide. Yeah. Worthy case. Yeah, it did, it did seem very odd. Um, so I thought that that was so, but also that what they did say at the beginning of the documentary was that there was someone who was the polar opposite of Doug, who was also on the case, who did seem much more like the reputable version. Uh, yes, and would not be interviewed on the documentary as at most, all. As FBI agents should also oh, right. suit on. But Doug's yeah. like... 15 minutes of fame, bitch. Follow me on Insta. (laughs) How bad do you think that that older, super squared away guy hated Doug? You know, because keep in mind, while we're watching this, this is Doug in his 40s. This man seemed like just a party-hungry maniac. He seemed like George Bush before he quit drinking and doing well. (laughs) You know? Just, uh, you know, he's got that Southern draw, but very much a frat boy kind of feel. And that's with a suit sitting in front of a giant FBI logo. I'm saying, yeah. oh, no, man, I just want to party with this guy. I, he's uh, not very yeah. FBI-like at all. stories about when they went to McDonald's and he wore a gold suit into the... Yeah. you like, what? The 20s Doug was a fucking madman. I yeah. guarantee you. He was a maniac. This guy hated him. He hated him. He was yeah. giving it to this guy because this guy was the most squared away professional FBI guy and they were like, hey, babysit this new guy. Right. Well, yeah, but he's, he's like, hey, um, train and babysit this new guy who, by the way, is also coked up and out of his mind. 
and will sometimes show up to assignments in gold okay. suits. Oh, we don't and, know why. and also in an unrelated note, uh, related to your senior senior supervisor, like has yeah. to be, has to be some form of nepotism yeah. around there for Doug to still be I around. I feel like Doug is like, all right, I know that Joe, you're the nephew of Joe, and if it wasn't for you being the nephew of Joe, I would totally chew out right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. Then again, the guy could be fairly squared away when it comes to doing his shit. Some of those guys just kind of have that sort of vibe about them. No, I think I, I knew mean, plenty of guys in the army that kind of seem like that, I but think then they were Suzanne all right. Suzanne and I are correct. It's like he's, he's <laughs> sober. He's he's fine. He's you know he's he does his work well, but he's kind of like one of those kind of crazy guys to where if you don't end up marrying him, you don't want to be friends with him. You want to get away. Okay. There's like, no, yeah, why do you want to either may- marry him or get away? Isn't that, like, you know, it's like, it's too much. And then I, I think he's just too much. Uh, what about yeah, the, fucking the Doug for a weekend and then just moving on? You know what I mean? You <laughs> fuck Doug with an alias. See, and then, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Away. I, I feel as though Doug would be appropriate for, let's say you have like, <clears throat> Let's say you have like really boring in-laws or something and you don't know sure. really what to say, but they're going to come over for dinner anyway. <laughs> we'll invite Doug over. It's not going to yeah. be a pleasant conversation, but it's Doug is- something to bond over afterwards yeah. so that you can say to your in-laws, oh, isn't Doug insane? Like, so I feel yeah. like Doug would be like Which the person who like, like, yeah, this is my uncle, cool Doug. He makes me call him cool. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm your, I'm your yeah. awesome uncle. I'm your the cool uncle. Yeah. Like, okay. Do you think yeah. maybe like heavily religious women sometimes just bring Doug home just because they're mad at their dads? You know what I'm saying? Like, like mm. maybe there's some some Hasidic lady in Williamsburg who was mad at her dad sometime in the in the the early 2000s. Was like, fuck dad, I'm getting back at him. Dad, this is my new boyfriend, Doug. <laughs> you know, and they're all just staring at him like what the fuck? You know, and he's just talking and they're like, this is the least kosher man that's ever lived. He's walking <laughs> coke up right now. And for some reason there appears to be having cooked of stripped bacon hanging out of his pocket. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't even think he realizes it there. He's, he's, he's an animal. How dare you bring this man home for, for Thanksgiving or whatever. Yeah, it is a good question. I'm just, I'm trying to find the, I'm trying to utilize the internet to find a picture of his, his, uh, partner i assume he's straight uh, uh his partner probably is like he's the straightest man that's ever he's the most hetero guy that's ever lived doug. yeah he does he looks like yeah um yeah but well this actually reminded me so doug was a great character for sure on the documentary i i would say um my second runner-up though would be big red uh, uh well i was like we have wait, to which get one to was her. big red again? big red is uh robin Robin. Oh, the, uh, oh the, 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 the coked up crazy one who you yeah. expected just to pull out a crack pipe at any minute in the fucking yeah. How many she's times like, do you have to, they have to cut? Like, listen, no, you can't smoke crack during the interview. I yeah. told you to buy you a fucking rock for doing the interview, but you have to wait till the interview is done to actually smoke said rock. She, she here's what's great about her. First of all, yeah, she always had a cigarette in her hand, and she's like, "You." She said the best first ever. At one point, she goes, "You've got my nerves," which I think is like the best. <laughs> You've got, got my, my nerves. nerves. I've got to get a nerves. cigarette out. So she, uh, yeah, so she always had a cigarette handy. There was always like kind of like a bottle of vodka, like a rat. She was always kind of messed up, and. However, you know, she's, you know, she's, she's clearly trying to put herself together and, you know, because she's on TV and stuff, yet she has an inexplicable amount of marriage proposals. Like what does she, I mean, that's, it's, so I couldn't tell if those were, those were real stories, how she kept saying that all these men were proposing to her or if she thinks that they proposed to her or if. There Robin were man. Look, there's guys out there that'll fuck anybody. Magnetic goddess. Well, yeah. Um, if Joe Exotic can get two husbands half his age, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now they may not all have all their teeth. They may they, they, they may be flawed there's, individuals. There are a lot of parallelisms between those. There, two I think there's a lot of parallels between <laughs> Joe's husbands and her husbands. That's all I'm saying. Prison time. Yeah. Lack of teeth. Some, some of them are dead. Love of it's cheeseburgers. Unfor- some I- of them, some of them died by shooting themselves in the head, I just trying want- to prove guns weren't loaded. I, I think there's a lot of lineups. I just there's want her to. The main thing I want her to do is at least. Okay, I totally accept that she got a lot of marriage proposals, but could you just put them ranking in order of like the importance of these proposals? Because literally, the other guy. What was the other guy? There's two. Uh, two- so she 
Two Joey's or two Jimmy's, two Jeff's. So she was married. She was married to a guy, Jerry uh, Jerry. Jerome. So okay. So the other other was Jerry Gambino, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Jerry. I was like, yeah. So Jerry. She was married to Jerry Gambino because he was part of the Gambino crime family. That's what was hilarious to me was he was sort of he was part of the Gambino crime family, but they don't really go into too much about why he's down in Florida. But then you take one look at him and you listen to her talk and you're like, oh yeah, you're like. You're past Fredo. They don't even send him to Vegas. They send him to Florida. You're the Tony Soprano of cheeseburgers, dude. Like, you well, are that yeah. guy. Wait, wait, before we get too far away, I want to I be clear about these marriage proposals, okay? Yes. <laughs> she needs it's to, important. Well, it's she important. needs to rank them. Because the thing is, is that she literally said, um, the other Jerry, she got on the phone, he said, you should have married me. And then she considered that a proposal. No, and she, I was said, kind of, she said that, other Jerry, so her, not her husband Jerry, but other Jerry, the main crook for this documentary, he, she said he asked her to propose. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, sorry. But I mean, it was all through the phone. He might have sent her like some flowers. Like that's not, you know. I feel like oh, you're like, you're what, saying that what's it wasn't a proposal? A like if someone yeah. would pro- say like, "Hey, you look good tonight. Will you marry me?" I mean, that could be proposal number one. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I just proposes wanna... over the phone. What kind of sorry ass? Like, hey, listen, Sheila, um, I got something to ask you. Oh, FaceTime me real quick, though. I'm down on one knee. I see this. I just want to know, like, what she really considers like a proposal because it's like you know, sometimes she was also I I don't know. I just I, yeah, I, I understand. Was like, I get it. I would be as a woman really upset and not consider that a proposal. That's all. If you want to ask yeah. me on the phone. Okay, I definitely, I agree and disagree with you, okay? I, I agree <laughs> and maybe conflating stories, as crackheads often do, you know, and drunks and just, well, the women like that lady in general. Listeners who've seen the documentary, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Everything she says doesn't necessarily mean it. It, it, was, it was written in stone or is, has been proven empirically, scientifically, right? So I, I get that. But then also, here's, here's, here's my, my, my devil's advocate point, is, um, and I, I, I think you're definitely right, but, but I, there is a slight possibility that it totally happened that way because any dude who is going to uh, uh, propose to, to that or even hook up with that. She was hot when she was younger. Is fucking crazy. Ah, I don't know, man. She's still No, I agree crazy. with Amy. She she did uh I, well there's here's the thing is that I first of all I think she was really attractive when when she was younger just because I guess like whatever lifestyle I mean in comparison you know, sure haven't but. caught up with her. But also I just feel like she's one of those people that you can't tell me she's not fun. You can't tell me <laughs> that she's not like a really great person to have around and that she's, you know, she doesn't just like get on her knees and start sucking a bunch of cock, you know? Oh, don't like, get me wrong. She's like, Robin is fun. If you can get past the grime, I'm sure she's a blast. Here's <laughs> no, something that's, that's never. Yeah. talking about the point in her life before her lifestyle choices caught up. With I her. think Robin so is so. Grime. She's like clockwork. She starts out at like three, have love and life and having a good time and all energy. As at five, she starts the party. You know, starts getting everyone going at, at like eight o'clock. She's doing blow at nine o'clock. <laughs> she's crying at ten o'clock. She's throwing her husband out and at you know. I yeah, I think there's a it long plateau. All over again. I feel like after that cool. plateau, there's definitely a lot of rocks glasses getting thrown at whoever was <laughs> just having a great time on top of it. I feel like but that's true. During that plateau, this is something you'll never hear come out of Robin's mouth. Ew, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Why, that's painful and degrading to women. No, sir. It's against page seven of the Bible as well. No, you it, know, it never comes out of uh, uh, Robin's mouth. I, I, I guarantee it. Here's my, I was, I'm just looking on Instagram because here's what would really make my whole week is if I found that, you know, cause Robin is also one of those people that she, she seems like she's certainly stretched, uh, stretched for cash. You know, she's, she doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. she, she seems like maybe there were some, um, you know, bad financial decisions there. Uh, what would make me the happiest is if I found her on Instagram and she has like so many followers and she's like making money from Instagram because those are the people that I really want to follow. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, I don't think she is, but I'm going to look it up right now. Anyway. Do it, do it, do it. Yeah. So Robin's, Robin's great. Who, what, who are some other characters that you um, – well, I guess, I guess maybe we should address uh, Jerome Jaker, Jacobson, Uncle Jerry. Uh, it, you know, and it's just so unfortunate that he didn't 
that he didn't agree to be interviewed for this documentary. I just feel like he didn't, like, I feel like he probably could have given them an insane number and they would have, and HBO would have paid it to get him to, to comment on the documentary. You know, like that would have made it so much better rather I than mean, being yeah, a, but it's tough though because him. part of his light, light sentence, I, I believe they did say at the end that he testified against like everybody that was involved, right? Uh, uh, so yeah. I think yeah. some of that might have been sort of like a legal gag order. Like, hey, you can't really talk about it that much. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm guessing in, in some way, shape, or form, a lawyer told him, hey, don't fucking talk because mm. I got you off of some of these charges. I got them not to charge you for this. And the courts have something called je- double jeopardy. You can't be charged for the same crime twice. Right, so may right. Have been things he didn't get charged with to where if he starts talking and evidence comes out for it, because a, a lot of plea bargaining is, well, if, if mm. you fucking talk, if you rat people out, we'll only charge you for this and this and this, or we'll give you a light, lighter sentence for this and this and this. But a lot of times it is like the first thing where, hey, we'll charge you for these, but not for these. And so it's not double jeopardy if they straight up didn't charge you for some of the shit. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, the I see, that, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And so it's, so she, so yeah. So if he got up and said, it, it gave more information. Yeah. With exactly. that, they could yeah, charge him with other that. shit. They didn't fucking, and you yeah. know, like the, I think the courts are going to be pretty goddamn annoyed if he's out there selling t-shirts going, look at me, the state of Florida only gave me this much time. <laughs> now I'm out here selling t-shirts. I got a t-shirt. Come it, to my web. But it does, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, but going back to, yeah. So th- to what you were saying earlier about the sentencing i mean that's the other thing about this documentary that they they brought up that you know what they got them on for a lot of this was mail fraud so had they not actually mailed their tickets yeah that no was a weird... i mean it's it, it, it was a reminder of like oh yeah you're just it's just mcdonald's it's not like mcdonald's is the law the thing like, is that what was such a weird parallel and i know that they said it was like a white collar crime but at the same time, <laughs> white collar time with white trash people. Let's I know, but oh, yeah. at the same that. time, you know, um, white collar with a name tag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, Different at kind. the very beginning, there's a fucking there's an insane clown posse knife tattoo sticking out of that white collar. Very different. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. At the very beginning, it was just such a weird parallel where McDonald's is like, what? People are being dishonest in our multi-million billion dollar company where that's what we kind of do all the time. It's like, you gotta, it was like, I felt like McDonald's is like, listen, we cut corners too. We get it. You know, we're going to give you, you know? Yeah. Well, I I was surprised. I really thought it was going to turn around that McDonald's was involved. You know, like they had more people working in this than what actually happened, you know? Um, well, they were, yeah. I mean, their concern was the blowback that they would get from just the general public. That if, if the general public found out at the time that the game was being rigged, that they had no chance of winning, how that would affect their sales. That was that was literally the only thing that they were worried. Oh, yeah. They yeah. Didn't shit. They didn't give a shit who got the million dollars. They didn't give a shit who got the viper. None of that stuff. They were just worried about because they said something that every time they ran the game, their sales increased by like. 20% or something, which oh, is fuck yeah, huge did. for like... I think it was a, even more than that. At least 2% of that was from my gambling addict father alone <laughs> in Iowa. Uh, I think they we, said we it doubled. Up it was like yeah. ridiculous. It like almost doubled so that they didn't even care like who yeah. won because oh, yeah. they would make that money up so easily. Right. I think that's, that, yeah. that's part of the reason I think this was so hard to prosecute and they needed that crazy federal law about the mail with the, with the high minimums. Is and a lot of that's just to fucking catch like like drug traffickers and stuff like that, so that they can give them crazy crazy high sentences for things. Well, and well, yeah, go ahead. But it's but it's also my my point is that without that, it's going to be hard to prosecute and actually get a meaningful sentence because it's very hard to to take any of these people, even Uncle Jerry himself, anybody except for maybe the Colombo guy, and turn to a jury and be like. This guy ripped off one of the biggest, most evil corporations in the country. And <laughs> yeah. by God, these yeah. billionaire Ronald McDonald deserves justice. He stole from billionaires. Yeah, this savage stole from billionaires. Yeah, it's like actually, um, that's a movie starring Mark Ruffalo. Like everyone loves yeah. that movie. <laughs> like, yeah. You mean like he's a white trash Robin Hood? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's but it is it's it's funny because it brings up I mean, mail fraud is probably my favorite crime just because of what it can encompass. So for example, 
you know, Felicity Huffman, she got what she went to jail for was mail fraud. With really? this guy went to jail. Yeah. Did not so, know that. Yeah. So she, um, it was, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, now you guys are doubt or making me doubt myself. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. I don't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's because mail meant. fraud is just when you use the U S postal service to commit fraud. So like if I, if I, well, how do I, I don't know. To, to I, carry well, out your bad deed. Yeah. Like, so, they, but, like they didn't know that you were doing something bad. So, right. So, but for example, it, but it just is such an elusive thing to me because like, let's say for example, that I, like if I just tell you, listen, my name is, if I tell you my name is a different name, that's fraud. But if I mail it to you, then that's infinitely worth, like you're using the U.S. Postal System. Because I guess you're putting a third party involved that yeah. doesn't know it, that you're doing like something. I, said, I just, I, I don't understand mail fraud. I want to like take It's one of those laws that they can get you, they can big <laughs> yeah, you on. You know? I, I think, yeah. It, yeah, I really do think it's, it's one of those they put in place to get like big time drug traffickers, because a lot of people, especially in the 80s, were finding ways to mail coke or, or oh, yeah. do something or use. And I think it's one of those ways, a modern version of we want a way to sort of get Al Capone for tax evasion. Well, then, the so, yeah, so, so, I, so I, I totally get and I understand that part. So now, which th this now leads me to my, to my second point, which is Jerry? a question. Is the other Jerry? As, no, but as, <sighs> as technology evolves, I mean, is there such a thing as email fraud? Because you're not using sure. the postal sure. system. What if I mean, you're didn't Hillary Clinton get like, you know, a whole bunch of... Yeah. No, I mean, exactly. Well, yeah, emails can get you to lose an election. Sure. They can, they can try to say, and especially if the FBI gets involved a week before the election. That, you know, yeah. that'll fuck you. It does, it does just... It's, it's very interesting to me of how you could get... How you could, how you could do something... But if you found a way to electronically do it, then that's not considered mail fraud. But if you mailed it, yeah, and who uses then it the would be, then it would be considered a crime. Does a crime? Because you're yeah. really into like. <laughs> no, I like I said, it just does mail fraud count if it's sent through via Amazon? You know, because they're 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 about to take over the post office anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I, I feel like it's just a thing because it's like mail is the one way that you can get product back and forth. So it's like. You know, it's, it's so they can keep the bad guys from breaking the law. That's, that's it, it just, you know. That was such a Ronald Reagan fucking answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was just such a, if you ask Nancy Reagan, just say, hey, hey why, why can I get 25 years if I, if I, if I do something yeah. a little bit wrong in the math? It's just to keep bad guys from selling <laughs> hair wrong to school children. Well, My husband wouldn't lock people up. We, we, long for yeah, we all know that drug dealers are very fond of writing their grandmother's physical letters in the mail. So if we're going to catch him one way, that's yeah. how we're going to get him, right in the sweet spot, right when they're writing to grammars. Yeah. <laughs> Dear grandma, I found a new supplier. <laughs> I'm going to get you out of that retirement home and into one of those nice places yeah. you always Here's want. a little bump before church. You're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, you, you don't like to get the vapors without a little bump ski. Food for all Jesus. How many followers uh, Red Big Red had? Uh, I didn't. I, no. I I didn't find an Instagram account for her, which I okay. think is very sad. I I don't know who her PR person is, but I'm willing to do that job for free. Uh, <laughs> I know on a on an unrelated note, um, Durkey from the Wild Wonderful Whites of West Virginia, he now has YouTube videos that go up. Oh, that's that's I'm oh, definitely wow. gonna look that up. I knew that when I when I saw Durkey addressing the um, Corona virus. <laughs> Seriously, that's when I was like, all right, anybody who's not taking it seriously is officially a fucking animal, all right? The, the man who spawned the term Boone County mating call is social distancing, people. That means you can do it, too. Yeah. Oh, man. If Jerky can do it, so can you. Right, and we, I really want to talk about Jerry, the, the, the drug dealer who's been doing it forever. Yeah, that, the Colombo guy, right? Jerry Colombo. Yeah, Colombo. Yes. No, wait, Colombo or Gambino? Oh, shit, it was Gambino. Gambino. It was Gambino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Colombo earlier. Oh, I think okay. I might have said yeah. Colombo. Gambino. I, th I think that I only knew that, though, because I was looking, trying to find Robinson. Yeah. Well, I always, I always think. Yeah, it's, it's, sorry, you know, listeners. It's been a while since we've seen it. Same with Big Red and, like, and like Jerry Gambino and stuff. And if you guys haven't seen the movie, which you shouldn't be listening to this podcast if you haven't seen this documentary. Oh, yeah, we should always we do spoiler alerts. I think stuff. we said it at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. Um, uh, so there's like a million Jerry's in this uh, case. But 
what I love at seeing all these characters like Big Red and Jerry Gambino is like, when you see someone that has lived a life and been involved with so much crazy stuff and is still living, like these people are like, I'm like, I thought he's one of those people that I would have met at 20 and be like, he has like five years tops. Yeah. You know, and he's like still out there, still like perfect example. Like he has like a million um, lives. He has more than nine lives. That's crazy. (laughs) You know, it does. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is interesting because so Jerry Gambino, he he died in the in the car accident, right? Isn't that Jerry Colombo died in the car accident? No, I thought it was Gambino. No, No, Jerry Colombo. No, I said I said Colombo at the beginning, but then then no, Jerry Colombo died in the car accident. Gambino is alive. And he's living it up in Florida. No, wait. Yes. No, Amy's right. It is. I am. Really? Right. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always right. I thought I, I said Colombo at first, and then, but it Listen, was Listen, I'm, I'm like the Jerry top Gambino. follower of Jerry Gambino right now. Oh, he's damn like it. my, he's, wait, I love who, that guy. Wait, then who is Jerry Gambino? So Jerry, okay. So there was three Jerry's. There was, um, <laughs> there was Jerry Colombo. That, okay. Because they basically, so there was Uncle Jerry, and he was only called Uncle Jerry for that's out of respect. Jerome, that's Jerome Jacobs. Oh, Jerome I did Jacobs. have it right at the beginning. Jerry, Jerry Colombo. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that was Jerome Jacobs, and he was the main person getting all the tickets, and then he would just dispense them out to people. And then, so one of the people that he dispensed them out to was Jerry Colombo, who screwed over a lot of people. And then there was Jerry Gambino, who, who honestly kind of was – distribute them but kind of honestly he's like you know you give me a portion but you're gonna share most of the money with jerry gambino he wasn't in this was yes he, he was jerry no, gambino. i think I, I don't think that so i no there was only one like mafia guy from new york no no no, no. Was, he wasn't a part of mafia he was he, gambino and colombo are both different crime families in new york that's that's why with it got the mixed mustache, up with the mustache the, the, what the mustache guy. so i think that that gambino is a He's, his name's Jerry. Gambino and Colombo are different crime families. Yeah, yeah, they're different crime families. And I think there was only one Gambino Jerry has the... nothing to do with this documentary. Yeah, yeah. There was, I, I there... either said, I don't remember if I said Colombo or Gambino at the beginning, but it is okay, officially so who Colombo. Is the guy... I looked it up. No, there's, there's two Jerry's at the very beginning. Colombo yeah. and where, what's the other guy's last name? Jerry what? Jerome, Uncle Jerry is Jerome Jacobson. Yeah. Yeah, that was. That was, was... Jerry Jacobson, yeah. And then there's. There was only two. Oh, but then there was Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry who's, was who's Jerome, Jerome Jacobson. Jacobson. Yeah, there's three Jerry's technically. God damn it! No, there's only two. <laughs> who's on first? God damn it! <laughs> I need, I need a. Uh, I, you guys, bring out your charts for All this right, documentary. New, new rule. New rule. We do not review any documentaries uh, unless unless we've seen it in the last two weeks. In our defense, listeners, yeah. we have no fucking idea what we're talking about because we all watched this documentary like two goddamn months ago. Like, like we I, yeah, it was watched it back when Corona I was was about just it at the end of bear. February. Yeah, so, yeah, we we had no idea. We have no idea. <laughs> it's we have no idea. the end of April. So but I I will say that um, Jerry Jerry Colombo. It is it is interesting to listen to his wife and then you know just hear about him and 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 then hear some of the the few recordings and then you, you're you're sort of like oh yeah a lot of these mobster guys they're not the fucking geniuses they get displayed or portrayed as in movies when they got like juilliard uh educated <laughs> actors portraying them when, when marlon brando is up there going <laughs> yeah. i didn't know until this very day it was Bassini. <laughs> like it's yeah. not that these guys dropped out of school in the 10th grade to wear track suits and beat up guys who owed their fucking boss money. Well, yeah. They're buffoons in real life. They sound like somebody who did drop out of school in the 10th grade. Right. They sound they're like people fucking I feel yeah. like you're going to get a hit right now people. from saying that too loudly. And this is what, <laughs> and this is, this is the guys who like, even the rest of those guys who dropped out of school in the 10th grade, they were just like, this guy's a fucking idiot, boss. Let's send him down to Florida to fucking scam cheeseburger restaurants. You know, like, so he's yeah. super dumb. And his yeah. wife is a fucking mess. It is, but well, and also the the other thing as well is that it's hard, uh, like it's hard to not um, question what Robin's saying about the whole thing because you can tell she's she, there's a lot of it she's romanticizing in my opinion. It seems mm-hmm. like you know that this was like she was she was very proud to have married into a mafia family and she therefore was saying of you know so is because she was so proud to do it is she kind of like 
playing it up how involved her husband was because it kind of sounds like yeah like her husband was like listen he's like the retarded cousin that needs to go down and live in florida now like that's what i that's the impression i got but fredo in the godfather gives this man wedgies yeah exactly like he's he didn't seem like he was like that integral with the family and then he finds this he he, you know then he he meets up with uh uncle jerry jerome jacobson as oh yeah this is like you know this is almost like my birthright to be involved in this scam but it's i you know i would i would love to know like what except for his brother who i thought was a tool for sure uh, i would love to know what the other members of the colombo family Mm -hmm. thought of his involvement i I feel like like he was like the weak brother like oh yeah he's doing the mcdonald's scandal like ah yeah, yeah let, him, let him have like, his own little project he has he can have his own little shop and do his own little project exactly like, i feel like his family looked down on it like oh yeah he does the whole yeah little. like he's stealing candy bars as they're like <laughs> flying off in a jet like, okay. yeah, i, I yeah. just like took someone's nose off today and fed it to him in his own mouth <laughs> what did you do okay you do yeah. those little tickets okay you have passed out tickets yeah okay. they, they, they knew when this man still went his bed at 12 they were like we gotta get him down to florida and maybe introduce him to somebody who works at the factory that that that, that fucking does cheeseburger games mcdonald's because, yeah <laughs> yeah uh-huh. you're, you're the yeah. tony soprano of burger crime that's it <laughs> oh can we talk about the married couple the one where it's like he was columbo's brother that's his brother yeah yeah and but the the but the the wife was always like agreeing with the bro- like yeah, the that fact that they weird, don't like, seem like they talk to the outside public often. I yeah, also like, want to address that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she was, like, the echo of everything. He's like, and so I was like, he was saying, yes, absolutely, yeah. And we thought, he thought, yes, we thought. You know, like, yeah, why do you that's like another situation. Him? A lot of these mobster people in real life, when you sit down and fucking... Like you hear recordings of him, and it's like, oh, this guy sounds like a moron. And then it's like, yeah, well, yeah dude, he's he's got a tenth grade education. He's only beat people over the head with cue sticks. That's what he sounds like, you know. I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying there's not the occasional stringer bells, so to speak, from the wire who are like sort of geniuses. And yeah, those are the guys who run the shit. But like most of these other guys, yeah, they fucking dropped out way before they finished high school. I mean, I I honestly was like kind of on her side because I was like, I feel like the day that she actually doesn't have the same opinion as him, it's like, uh, it's not going to be a good day. (laughs) Well, they just seemed, I once, when I, years ago when I was an intern, I worked at this company where there was a husband and wife who worked at the company not only did they work at the same company, but they sat in the same cubicle and sat back to back to each other. And they would like drive home and then they lived. So they basically spent every waking hour together. And everyone's like, how are you not murdering each other? It's just like such a weird thing to see. But And this couple reminds me of them that they probably spend every waking hour together. They're finishing each other's sentences. And this is where, so now this is where I loop it back to romantic comedies where they're like, oh, I just want someone who knows me and can understand me. No, that's that couple. You don't want to be that. Those no, people are no, fucking no, no, weird. No. That's like, that's like brother and sisters that get married. That's not hot. That's not sexy. And that's not what I want. Listen, like, we live in a one bedroom. There's a reason why we have two TVs in a one bedroom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I need to escape to at least my TV. Okay. No, like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The same for us. We, we have a one bedroom apartment. Uh, and it, the TVs yeah. are like two feet away from each other. I'm you like, you need <laughs> space. You need space. And yes, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, I, I, I ain't trying to watch no reality TV either. I'm not trying to watch mentally ill housewives throw glasses of shirt. You never oh, then you are missing you out, friends. You invited. <laughs> I don't need that. You don't I, I need know. a plot. You don't know. Give me a good Netflix doc. Oh, did. man. The real I don't care with the, housewife, the so real housewives of wherever the fuck. Have, have oh, man. So good. All right. So who, so we, who else are we missing from um, the cast of characters? I feel like I've covered... You know, the only other character that I really... Yeah. Um, I don't know why I keep saying character, person, I guess, uh, that was in this documentary that I really did enjoy watching her. No, they're not was people. The, they're very cartoonish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're characters. The, the person I enjoyed also uh, was the woman who worked for McDonald's in the advertising marketing. She was the yeah. person. And the reason why I liked her is because she just genuinely, really believed in mcdonald's which is such a weird thing to me that she has no fear of big corporate 
uh, <laughs> like she she's like she's probably with someone who probably like supports big pharma like oh yeah she she's oh, yeah. fun. she doesn't yeah. I mean she was very much she was very much like the um this is a bit of a throwback reference but the guy the lobbyist and thank you for smoking yes. I don't think that she believes what she yes. said. But God damn it, when the cameras are on, she is uh, she is all in on every yeah. single hand. And everyone's kind of like, yo, your you know? company's killing people. And oh, yeah, she doesn't like, fuck. Feel- but we're doing it with a smile. I just feel like she was like, <laughs> yeah. I totally support that McDonald's put an oil drill right behind my house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she just, like her unwavering loyalty to McDonald's just made me think that there was no way that she wasn't being like injected with drugs right. by the corporation. Like, have, no way. <laughs> have people been being paid in, in Brazil to, to bulldoze down the rainforest to create a pasture for the cows? Do we get our, our, our meat from the rainforest? <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Why is that somehow economic? cheaper than getting it from here knocking down the rainforest to raise cows i don't know but if yeah. we weren't doing that those farmers in argentina wouldn't have jobs and so that's why <laughs> we're doing it it's not to hurt the rainforest yeah money it's to give jobs to people who live near the rainforest and have bulldozers yeah she just she seems like had sarah palin uh, gone the corporate route rather than the government route does that make sense yeah, like, she was had, like a smarter sarah palin <laughs> she was like a she was like a, a better directed sarah palin like yeah. because she was under this corporate umbrella of mcdonald's like Oh man, but she was, she was pretty great. I liked her. So all I can say too, is just in general with all the other characters, cause it was like a, about a, how a bunch of like regular people that were financially struggling that kind of got duped. And then they, um, especially with, when you had to deal with Jerry Colombo. Oh yeah, that part he, made me really sad. It <laughs> made me horribly sad. But the sad thing too, was that like, I am so glad that like, it never was presented to me because I totally would have kept like young Amy would a hundred percent. I also thought the exact, I was like, I totally would have been involved with that. And I would have given that guy $40,000. I felt for him. And and I absolutely would have done the same thing because I, you you know, I'm trashy and I'm immoral. I would have, I probably would have done the same thing, but I, I didn't like how they were trying to spin it where these people were straight up, um, just sort of ignorant to what was going on where they were just sort of going, they just approached me and said that they worked with McDonald's corporate office and that this is how they always do it. It's like, really, really Jerry Colombo. What about that man (laughs) said corporate office to you? What about him? Made, made, made it seem like he fucking worked at McDonald's. Like, no, you knew what this was. You knew what was going on. You got fucked by it. I feel bad for you. I feel like this is the argument like, oh, Monica Lewinsky knew she was sleeping with the president and knew what was coming. And I'm like, ah. Here's, here's, my, here's my comparison. I feel Monica like Monica Lewinsky can't... wouldn't have slept with Jerry Colombo. She <laughs> would not have taken this deal. She would have been like, I'm going to go back to blowing my boss and I'm not yeah. going to, this is stupid what you're doing. This is fucking stupid. It's, yeah. it, it could have long-term effects. Look at that fucking greasy bastard. I'm not trusting him. Yeah, well, she certainly wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have, uh, uh, dug that deep in the dumpster but here here's what i think about that comparison i think that you know if you if if you're being critical of people who accepted the game pieces and cash them in and and you think oh what an idiot if you've ever lived in an apartment without a lease you cannot say shit about what those people do yeah, exactly it, yeah. like do you know what i mean because it's like you live in an apartment with this like wink wink nudge nudge situation so I'm yeah. just saying that if you've done, if you've taken that kind of risk in your life, then you can't, then you cannot criticize those people at all. So I can't oh, exactly. criticize those people at all. No, and, and <laughs> like, I agree with that. Like, I've lived illegally before. Well, all I'm saying <laughs> is that they tried to take the angle of not only is it sad that these people got, got burned, but they had no idea what was going on. And they thought this was just a normal part of how people win games. It's like, no, they didn't. They, they 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 got in bed with some shady fucking characters and they got burned. They got in bed with a member of the Colombo crime family. You wouldn't sit there and go, okay. this guy was just a hard working farmer who 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 did who did did a few deals with Capone spent, and then Capone fucked he, him in the ass. Can yeah. you believe that? Yeah, I absolutely he believe did that Al Capone fucked him in the ass. Two weeks with one of the ladies talking to her. Remember she. T- that's even more time to be around that dumb I son of a bitch. I understand what you're know saying, but also, but also, it's their moment. Yeah. It's their moment to tell their story. Now, are they going to tell the truth? Of course not. They're going to tell no. how they are. They're going to tell it so that they look well, the, so I that think, they're in the best light. And I just, I feel like the production crew was just kind of like, 
okay you know you know we're not gonna we're not gonna question her and like drag out the details to make her it it felt like the documentary really did try to kind of pull that angle though it felt like the production but honestly i think we would have like been more mad at them if it wasn't so obvious that Jerry Colombo had stolen so much money from them and they really didn't get any of the million dollars and they had like had gone into debt because of this, you know? Well, the so, one, yeah, so I that's, mean, that's the thing. That's, it, where, well, what that's we where learned. I feel sad. It's like you feel like, okay, you're taking such a big risk finally in your life and then you go further into debt and these are people that already don't have money and that's where I'm like, right. mm. are, are you, wait, are you trying to tell me that not every member of the Colombo crime family <laughs> cares about the struggling of single Maybe mothers in America. Maybe he said, I'm no, Jerry Smith. I don't buy it. Maybe he didn't say their, his last name. Okay? That Maybe sounds like anti-Colombo crime family propaganda. I mean, and if I'll you have were part of the it. mafia, would you say your last name? You'd be like, no, I'm a... Uh, well, I'm if Williams. you were the dumb member who was in charge of shoot <laughs> burgers in Florida, yes, you would. You'd tell them all kinds of shit. <laughs> Yeah. Until so I, somebody from your own crime family sets up a fucking car accident, which you and most of your family are almost killed in. I think it was his own fucking crime family that did that. Oh, yeah. I kind of I kind of actually agree with that. I think they were like, he's running his mouth on the fucking news. He's <laughs> yeah. going to get us caught. They, they just didn't know that that little kid was... Yeah, but I, I'll, I'll buy into that conspiracy theory for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I, so here's... So I don't know. It's what I liked about the, I don't know, I guess my sort of overall feeling of the documentary was what I liked is how it sort of revealed that pretty much every, everything is a scam and there's no such thing as, as winning and being lucky. Does that like, it was kind of a reminder that it, there's nothing, luck has pretty much nothing to do with your life. If, you know, maybe narrowly missing getting hit by a bus, but you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I like that take. There's only two things that get you ahead in this world. Nepotism and, and, and bloodthirsty hustle. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking but it, that, man. But that is really my takeaway from this, this documentary because this was, this, this was the game that was not only accessible to every single person in America, but the, the prize was so huge. It was, it was accessible to you and you had a chance to win a million dollars, like a way better chance than the lottery. And, and in 1990s, a million dollars is like, whoa. Oh, what are you fucking talking about? A million dollars is still, I mean, it's not like. When I was we, your age, a million dollars could only buy you. Okay, now we have Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? It's like every single game show that you win up about a million dollars somehow. You know, I yeah. feel like back then you never won a million dollars. It was like, oh, it was like back in Jeopardy days where you like, hey, yeah. here's $150. Thir- yes, you know? it's, it's, it is uh, certainly yeah, a lot of money. Now that I think about it, there was some fucking raggedy ass TV show prizes. Oh, yeah. when I, I remember the price is right. Now, if you are the one who gets the closest price to this brand new deluxe washing machine, you get to take it home. You can win <laughs> oh, your washing it, machine. And it's to watch, like, it's, it's, it's pretty great to watch old episodes of The Price is Right. Yeah. Like, they get so excited they about know, a what's it. What's this with the wheel? Wheel Fortune? Shit. Wheel Fortune? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're like, oh, uh, you were up to $700. Uh, yeah. It's like, get, yeah, it's like they get, like, I actually was just watching The Family Feud the other day, and they, at the end, you know, the, the prize that you win at the end, if you win, which only like one out of 20 families wins, is $20,000 divided by five people's only. Yeah. Plus taxes are taken that's out That's at least, I mean, some of that you can at least, you can at least. Taken away for taxes. That's yeah, I, I mean, some of that, like, okay, I can at least chalk that up to, um, I'll, I'll sort of like, I'll, I'll suspend, not suspend my disbelief, but I'll sort of grade it on a curve because I'm like, eh, interest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, the dollars, it was worth more back then. But then some of that stuff is like, you want a blender and a vacuum cleaner. You, know? it's like, yeah. wait a minute, you guess the closest price to it. You won house appliances. And and granted, like, granted, if I was able to get on there and they'd be like, you want a new vacuum cleaner and blender? I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> I would be so excited. <laughs> Which actually, maybe that should be our next documentary. We, I would have to rewatch it because it's been a while. But the one about the guy who uh, figured out how to rig the price is right. <gasps> I haven't seen that. that. Yeah, let's oh. do that. That's a good one. Uh, okay, that can be our next one. Huh? Is it on What's Netflix? it called? Is it on Netflix or not? I, I need to figure. I need to. It used to be on Netflix. So let me let me let me find it. Okay. And, and we'll figure it out. So. All right, listeners, we're gonna do that next week. Let me just and say, you guys that will actually be on top of. We won't have to do a two month break in between. There was one yeah, thing yeah. that I was very disappointed about with this documentary, and that was you. You remember the crackhead wife of um of of Jerry Colombo? Yep, Robin. Big, yeah, big, big red. Big red. 
you remember how there was that part that she sort of briefly mentioned in episode two that you think they're going to go back to, but never fucking do where she was like, yeah, we kept the winning prize pieces in the, in M&M. the freezer. Yes. M&M. And she was like, he even had a couple of the gray M&Ms. Do you remember the gray M&Ms? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Totally and they never circled back that. to it. Every episode. I was like, I want to know how he got that fucking M&M, man. There's no way that was at that same factory. And that it is, never went back to the gray M&M. I was, that is, I totally forgot about that, but you're dude, right. Now I'm like burning with curiosity. If the, if the directors and producers of this movie uh, or this documentary <laughs> are listening, what the fuck, man? If you weren't going to go back to it, if you, if you realize that this was just the ramblings of a coked out woman who, who you got high so she would talk to your cameras and sweatpants. <laughs> Um, and, and, and you fact checked it. You even asked about her later when she was had sobered up and then gotten high again the next day for, for, for the next episode. It's like, what? Gray to- M&M? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. There was yeah. more people that talked Just about the Gray M&M. The, the, the husband and wife talked about the Gray Did M&M. they? Yes. They mentioned they, the Gray M&M, they, M&M too. They mentioned it too. Either way, they, they to fucking they briefly think, mentioned it. They, they never went back I to think it. I don't remember. episode about the Gray M&M and then Netflix was like, Listen, you're only getting seven episodes, bullshit. not eight. I'm calling like, bullshit the on that. Because the gray M and M. No, because the last episode was pretty fucking boring. Because the last, I loved every episode except the last episode. Oh, I fell asleep during the last yeah, episode. Yeah, well, lie. you slept through bullshit because that the last <laughs> episode was mostly those the boring people who were going, I just got scammed and I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Like I'm going. And then they gave me probation. And then I talked, yeah. so I got probation. It was just, it was yeah, like Yeah, everyone hour got probation, probation, probation. Yeah. Which, honestly, I'm happy that that's that makes all sense. I got. Yeah, I don't think they should yeah. be in there with fucking criminals But could like, you just, like, maybe either. elaborate the story more and then just make a list of all the people that got probation? Yeah, they, they could have done that People went into credits. such detail, like, I was so nervous. And then I got probation. I was so nervous. Then I got probation. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Uh, tell me the one person that got lynched. I, I don't know. I shouldn't say lynched. Does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean, not, not until you pause and fucking make it a thing. <laughs> now I make it a thing. Oh, yeah, sorry, cover your mouth. Sure, sure, sure. Horrible human being, you know? You guys can't tell, but she's been in blackface this no, whole time. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> this is horrible. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. <laughs> She's dressed like J- Michael Jackson pre uh, or uh, uh, pre nineteen ninety two. Oh my god! I'm like feeling I'm full on thriller Michael Jackson. Well, yeah, her she's got the red leather jacket you, and and, and black you are Chuba. totally killing my non-existent career right well, now. That's what I'm saying, Amy. Now you've got something to strive for. Now now you can get canceled. Oh that's my true. god! I'm, I I yeah. swear. I swear to you, if I ever get a great opportunity, and this is why I get like not get the job because he said that. <laughs> it'll be a little. It'll be really sad, but it'll be a little funny. It'll you be a little funny. Heard what she was saying about the Asian American community before this. <laughs> I mean, she had some very interesting communities, or, or very interesting ideas about how the coronavirus got started. I'm done with so, this. Amy. Okay, in addition to your in, ad- in, right, ad- right, in addition to your interesting and very controversial ideas on race, yeah. um, what was your manifesto? Was your is what I call it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> What uh? What, what was your what was your favorite favorite part or like overall take of the documentary? Of, oh my gosh! Well, yours was. So oh yeah, nice. let's rate them one to ten. Let's do the ratings. Yours again. was so deep. honestly, I loved it until Tiger King came out. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I was so into this documentary. I mean, I was I was trying to I I I get up really early in the morning for my work, and it's just like I was staying up and not sleeping just to finish each yeah. episode, and I, I loved it so much. Um. But yeah, and I, I would have given it a 10 until I saw the Tiger King. So um, I honestly would probably give it up there like an eight, literally. Um, really? Um, I mean, Tiger King is a 10 for me. See, I, I would actually... Just fucked up the bell curve for every yeah, document. Certainly. I mean, I, I'm also a generous teacher. Like if, if you ever took my class, you usually get 100. Like, <laughs> and, and also, if you don't know the answers, I usually give them to you somehow. So well, unless like you're, you're just, not paying attention to me, that's the only way. Sounds like you're just manufacturing a bunch more uh, Jerry Columbo's. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe make an impact on the youth rather than just turning into a life of crime with the McDonald's. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I, I honestly... I enjoyed every episode a lot until the last episode where it was basically saying, yeah. I got probation, I got probation, I got probation. Yeah. See, I, I agree with you. And actually, my rating would be probably a, a seven because I did feel like it dragged. It, <laughs> it, it was, it, I got the first few episodes, I was like, this is so cool. Also, th- the way that they released it on HBO where they only do one episode per week, I just, I think that that's so dumb. Well, that I, was, I that was the it. hard thing for me because I, I usually yeah. 
all in a chunk and waiting week to week was like killing me. Yeah. You can like, I can understand if you don't want to drop the whole thing, but at least a couple episodes every week. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was a great story, a lot of great characters, but I think that there was certainly at least 45 minutes overall out of the whole documentary documentary that could have been cut out. So I'm, I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah. I'll do a 7.6 uh, because, like you said, I, you know, I loved it all except that last episode did kind of drag. Um, yeah. That was the only one that dragged for me. Other than that, no filler. And that's, that's better than most of these fucking documentaries anymore, like, especially when it's a series. Oh, my God, do they love to throw in fucking nonsense. That, uh, yeah. Uh, who, don't, don't fuck with cats or whatever. Oh, so many just, just self-fucking-aggrandizing uh, <laughs> bullshit from all these people. And then we fucking stalked this guy online and got nowhere. And then the Toronto cops did the whole job. But, well, damn it, we did stop you. Well, like, I, that was the whole fucking documentary. But um, I, I digress. I give it a 7.7 because I, I – and I would have given it more because I can, I can handle the boring last – fucking episode because it was trying to paint these people like they're the equivalent of fucking hurricane katrina victims I mean, <laughs> they're, they're not i'm sorry i feel bad for them i would have done the same thing uh but you tried to fucking do a scam and you you got fucked over by the mob turns out the colombos are dicks what do you want that's why they cut people's thumbs off for talking to the cops <laughs> they're not always the nicest guys it turns out um yeah but the th- the the big knockdown for me I needed to know what happened to that fucking great. <laughs> I think it's still out there. Episode one end to tie up, and you didn't do yeah. it. That episode could have been about the gray M M&M. and M. Exactly. That's all Jake is saying. It, dude, yeah. they need to drop an EP just called the Gray M M&M. and M. They, they could do a spinoff. They could do a Better Call Saul of the Gray M M&M. and M. Better find the Gray M M&M. and M. Get on it, HBO. Let's do yeah. it. I think that's great. Well, this has been fun. I feel like we did a very thorough job of, yeah, reviewing the documentary. I think so, too. I think we're helping. Yes, yes. Uh, McMillions, people, go watch it. Uh, except for the last episode. Again, you've got to fast forward to that. No one's doing the most of the Once they start talking about that, give me their whole sad stop story. Kind of fast forward a bit. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, we are going to review... What, what was the name of that one again? Did we find the name of it? Uh, th- so it's, it's, act- it's called The Perfect uh, perfect Bid. The Contestant much about the price is right the perfect bid next week the perfect bid that's kind of a long one but the price is right one look for it on netflix uh until next week listeners share us on facebook give us five stars on itunes later